When it comes to work, communication is key. Even if you don't have a writing job, sounding unconfident, indecisive, or passive-aggressive can hold you back professionally and hurt your team's productivity. Grammarly Premium's advanced tone suggestions make sure you're always sending the right message. Sound clear and confident in your writing and automatically replace negative-leaning language with solution-focused alternatives. With Grammarly's help, you can build stronger relationships at work, be constructive in the face of challenges, and help your team get things done. Grammarly works where you do, so your team's projects get done before the deadline. And with features like comprehensive spelling, grammar, and clarity-focused sentence rewrites, Grammarly helps keep your writing efficient and mistake-free. The right tone can move any project forward. Get it just right with Grammarly. Go to grammarly.com slash podcast to sign up for free. Then get 20% off when you upgrade to premium. That's 20% off at grammarly.com slash podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favorite film critic, Nico DeRoe, the silver screen dude. Hey, screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And me, Nicole Lero. Anyway, we're again. <laughs> if you know, you know. You know. It's ironic. I was on Twitter today, actually, and um, one of the guys who I, I say I, we follow quite closely called Another Millennial Reviewer, mm-hmm. he put up what was the best Saturday morning cartoon theme and i was like i mean there's only one winner there yeah but there was a lot of good shouts like people were putting up like thundercats that was a good one people were putting up dexter's lab i thought that was a good one recess was a good one yeah pepper and to be fair had a good intro though i never got into the series never watched pepper and so i can't say that one um the intro was good to it um i nearly went with the spider-man intro and then i was like who the fuck are we kidding here? Do you know what? Let's be honest. Spider Man was mega cool, but X Men is so hummable. Out of all, <laughs> you know, you you've got the you've got the holy trinity of Saturday morning action cartoons, right? And that's Batman, X Men, Spider Man. Yeah, all three have mega awesome tunes as well. You can only hum the X Men. <laughs> it's just yeah. the whole thing. That intro. It's it's fucking iconic. High level cool. High level cool. Um, yeah, so if everyone's wondering, we are talking X-Men, if you haven't read it. It's the... Sorry, bear with me a second. I'm just going to mute this other phone of mine. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we are talking X-Men. This is in line with the release of New Mutants, which I believe is global. I believe so, yeah. Global? Just quickly, yeah. you can't hear any background music on my end, can you? No. Good. No. Just, just for the record as well, it's not a silent rave or disco. You know, over six people, is it? Just want to make sure that we're all breaking down. It sounds like there's a disco going on in the other room. <laughs> this is life. This is life. No, no. You're, th- th- this is the pleasures of having a road mic, just in case you didn't know. It, it just captured it. <laughs> well, technically, I mean, we've, we've got more than... Well, I have so up? much road equipment now, it's actually ridiculous. I feel like just taking individual photos and in like a compilation and adding road and going, where's the sponsorship at? Yeah, we're here. We're here. And the, the, you're not allowed. Like, what is it? We've got our pod mics. We've got my USB mic. I've got my interviewing mic. You have your traveling you, mic. Thought, 
two i've got a tripod mic i've got two um hot shoe mics i've got a transmission mic a lavalier mic i've got so much road shit it's ridiculous so just in case you guys are wondering no we aren't sponsored by road we just mentioned it at the top but you know this is the silver screen dudes we're in a we're in a progression and building phase um we are we didn't actually get a chance to touch on this too much last week um our number gain is absolutely through the roof like i mean for some people it's like oh what do you mean come to me when you're a million yeah go screw yourself congratulations um but for fair us play also. <laughs> fair play also no, 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 it's fair play don't get me wrong but i mean when you look at <laughs> look every moment of gratitude we have and it's not that we're going to say oh we're at one over oh, at two we thank you both no like no but when you go from like 21k to 33k Right. Is that the figure? That's a huge jump. And I mean, you don't just not acknowledge that out of nowhere. And you, you, you know, along the way, there are other signs of progression that we're doing. So we just want to thank everyone who's been with us from the beginning of the journey, middle of the journey, and just joined us now. Like, no matter what, you are a screener and you are appreciated is my, <laughs> my key, my key swing to that. So, you know, hey, we, we, we celebrate and it's, it's just happened. And shout out to India who knocked off Croydon. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bro, India, actually, if, if you want to have a fun game, India are all over our stats at the moment. It's absolutely insane. I'm assuming if you're listening to this and you're from India, you're probably listening on the platform GeoSavin. That's how you pronounce it, I believe. Um, but yeah, literally, since we put this podcast onto GeoSavin, the boom that has happened in India, it, it's just something else. I've got the stats here. Jesus Christ. 20th of August, 5,000 downloads in one day. Wow. <laughs> wow. Take that all day long. Wow. Right, geolocation. Here we go. I mean, it's so far ahead of everyone. It's Although they're not our most listened to city. They're by far. So they, they in terms of our audience, they now make up 49% of our audience. Wow. The UK, weirdly, has dropped to 4%. Okay. Australia is up to 20%, which I'm so happy about. And the United States are up to 23%. I mean, it's normal when you consider that, obviously, the, the percentages are done, obviously, by amount of population. The UK was never going to be the top. Yeah, but when no, you consider no. that a year ago, the UK was our top, that's some growth. Mm. Germany are in the top five. Then it's France, Turkey, Oman are now listening to us. So if you're listening to us in Oman, what up? Um, Ireland are there. Ecuador are there. That was a weird one. Guatemala make up the 10th. Okay. Hola. Guatemala, <laughs> 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 but awesome. Um, our most listened to city right now is in Australia. If you are listening to us in Australia and I pronounce this wrong, I am so sorry. Um, Langwarren, L-A-N-G-W-A-R-R-I-N, Langwarren. Or I guess if you put the accent on it, Langwarren, Langwarren, something like that. <laughs> so if you are listening to us in Langwarren, g'day. Cool. Thanks for joining us. I hope you like the movie Mount Rushmore and you give it the old thumbs up, hit tickle that bell, you know, give a subscribe, share, share it with all the movie fans that you know, mate. That was terrible. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to cause any disrespect to Australia. <laughs> and what do you know? London's back at number one. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Hyderabad is our second most listened to area. Kolkata in India, third. What's interesting, uh, Washington in Virginia makes up the fourth. Lucknow, India, fifth. Bhopal, India, sixth. Jaipur, India, seventh. Chennai, India, eighth. El Paso, Texas. Oh, Man, I have to, I have then to, we've I have got to say Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Bengaluru in India making up the tenth. So, <laughs> much as it makes me sad, <laughs> Fargo's no longer there. Fargo and Croydon. Fargo and Croydon are no longer there. Morgan, we need your help, girl. Spread, Spread the word. Get Fargo back into the top ten. No, but I mean, do you know what? It's it, it's it's evolution, and you know, just because you're not in the top ten doesn't mean you guys aren't there, and we still appreciate you all. Um, yeah, but no, do spread the word. Get yourself back oh, on the way. By the way, blah, 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 blah. before we stop, Morgan put out one of the. I, I don't think she realizes quite how much this resonated with me, and when I say this to you, it's going to resonate like fuck with you too. So she put up. It was kind of like a motivational tweet to show what the North Dakota North Dakota State Women's University basketball team are doing at the moment. So they're back in training. There's various shots of them squatting, lifting weights, doing various bits of exercise. Do you know what the final photo was? Mm-hmm. It was the whole team together, too sweet in the middle. I was like, get the fuck out of here! Throw up that too sweet sign. Oh, shivers, shivers of excitement. Let me see if I can find it for you, actually, because the photo made me go, damn, I love everything about this. Love, 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 love everything about this. The girls rock and they're throwing up the two sweet sign. That was a shiver of excitement. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Again, Morgan, love everything about you, your Twitter and the basketball team. Keep it going. Love, 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 love. Right here. Got it. Found it, found it, found it. That didn't take long. So, yeah, she literally just um, put up the work continues. NDSU women's basketball hashtag go bison with the two sweet emoji. But there's the photo. Oh, I'm all over that. Right. Oh, so that. cool. <laughs> so cool. All over that all day long. All day long. I don't like Sonic. Not that that's your character, but you know what I'm saying. I am all over that. On like Donkey Kong. There you go. Even even better. We can both agree on a both agree on a bit of donkey. Right. right. We are on a bit of a time schedule today. So we get into it. So yeah, this we is gonna are... be a short episode to everyone. You're not gonna have one of our usual behemoth mammoth hour and a half to two hour episodes. We're gonna try and keep this to in about an hour. Try? Just over. We've just spent ten minutes talking shit. So hey, we'll see what Let, happens. Let's try. It wasn't talking shit. We were acknowledging and thanking all of you. So please don't feel <laughs> you really disregarded. Road hit us up as well. Right. So we are talking the X-Men universe. That includes the Ryan Reynolds movies, just in case you're wondering. Well, that was naturally X-Men. The other one wasn't actually mentioned the mansion, but they weren't necessarily X-Men movies. Actually, they were. I mean, they were. They they definitely were. But they weren't in the timeline. Not that there was a timeline. Let's be honest. If that was, if that, if if X-Men and 20th Century Fox had one major issue, it was acknowledged. Continuity. Yeah. It was it was a major issue. Anyway, that is the one we are talking X Men Universe. This is the movie Mount Rushmore. Nico, for anyone who's not heard the movie Mount Rushmore before, would you please like to give them a rundown of how it works? So, for those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. If you are listening to this podcast on iTunes, please be sure to write up a really really quick little review. And if you're listening to us on other podcast platforms, please be sure to give that five star rating. And please, no matter what podcast you're on. 
please be sure to share this podcast with all movie fans that you know. Spread the word, help the movie mount much rush more grow, just like it's been growing in India and in Australia. How does the movie Matt Rushmore actually work? AJ and I each get a time to each get assigned a topic. We go our separate ways. We come back into studio and we deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our individual top tens. This week, I will go first, delivering my bottom three. AJ will deliver his bottom three. I will deliver my next two. AJ will deliver his next two. Then we will trade one apiece. If at any time while we are rounding off our individual top ten list, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say, punt. And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the higher position. Once we have both rounded off our individual top tens, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which this week is top 10 X-Men movies. So we're talking specifically the ranking of the 12 Fox X-Men movies in the X-Men Indeed. universe. because New Mutants is the 13th, and we've not seen it yet. New Mutants is the 13th, which obviously we're not including as part of this. It's been a nice run from Fox. They've done some things really, really well. Others yeah. really dropped the ball on. Like, holy shit, they dropped the ball on. As AJ mentioned, there's been a lack of continuity. The one thing I'll always regret, especially in a post-Endgame world, and especially in a, you know, 10-year-long MCU world, I feel like despite the fact that we've had some great movies and some really good performances, not always, but for most part, we never really got to see the X-Men in proper X-Men outfits doing their thing. And I know they joked about it, like, would you prefer yellow spandex? But now I'm living in a world of, actually, yeah, I really would. It's weird because there's part of it that you're like, yeah, and then there's other sides. I understand why it's not the costume, you know. In 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 this current world, I don't know if that Wolverine costume. I mean, it's forever iconic. You put Spider Man in there. You put Captain America in his. You put Thor in fucking full on Norse get up with a bloody cape. You did Vision. You did fucking Black Panther. They can handle Wolverine. Mm. The only thing the MCU hasn't done, and I actually think that's not a bad thing, is put Hawkeye and Hawkeye in that silly pink outfit of his. But this is the problem. Is that you know, it's even like Wonder. Wonder has a slight remix of the costume. I think it's those parts where, for the better that's part, that's fine. Remix it at least. At least yeah. remix it. I I'm not looking for the full-on black horns I, like Wolverine yeah. has, but give me, give me some at least some of the splash of color that's synonymous with him. That yeah, in that sense, yeah. No, for sure. For you sure. know, reimagine the costume by all means, but let me see that the person here, based purely on the costume, is Logan, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that goes yeah. for all of them. And we'll actually come on to that point, in, specifically in one of the movies where they actually kind of did that. And I was like, <gasps> and then it ended. It was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, um, over to you. So, number 10 is kind of a process of elimination because there are three movies in the X-Men franchise which are legitimately fucking terrible. One of them had to make the number 10 spot. Um, And the only reason it's making number 10 is literally because of process of elimination and the other two, which are not coming up on my list, I think are even worse than this. So it's literally like, well, who's the least shit of the shit? Um, And the one I've gone with is... I kind of... Go on. Which one? X3. No, it's not that kind of... X3. Mm. That's a punt. That's a punt. As in the third of the original trilogy, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, and I know exactly where it is on your list. Exactly. No, 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 no. There was there was two, 
uh, basically very similar to X3, if you would. You know where it is. I, I just didn't have a place for it on this list because they were essentially it's 11 out of 12 made the list. And that other one was just like, you guys just couldn't. I, I'm guessing that's probably in the same position for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later on. But yeah, okay, continue. There's, let me be clear. There is so much fucking wrong with X3. I understand it is where it is on your list. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I get it. I can't defend it in any way, shape, or form. It's literally just for me, that's there because it's less shit than the other two shit ones. Fair enough. Um, my number Fair nine. We, we wait and see. Okay. My number nine, part of the uh the Logan uh sort of spin-off trilogy is the second in the franchise, and that's the Wolverine. Okay, that was my number ten. Okay. Um so for all intents and purposes. This film suffered a little bit of the same problem as the the Fan Forstick movie suffered. Um, you can tell that the studio got involved here because for, there's actually, for most part, some really cool things in this film. Like I like the way that they've kind of made Logan kind of like a, a, a Ronin, you know, kind of like a, a wandering masterless samurai. I like the way that they've set it in Japan. I thought seeing Wolverine go up against ninjas was fucking cool and that that train scene like wolverine on a bullet train i was like okay this is hitting all the right buttons ah they fluffed the ending though god damn me motherfucker they fluffed the ending and for we're, that we're, reason... we're just talking the general the general ending not the post-credit ending real talk i can't remember what the post-credit is magneto and xavier remind me more he's at the airport he's at the airport and he's about to go into the you know where the metal detectors are and all the coins start flittering and what have you and he turns around and he's about to attack and it's magneto nat- naturally and he's like we need you, you know, magneto, right yeah 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 there's an upcoming war xyz and he's like and why should i trust you and then you realize everybody else is frozen <laughs> and then um, Professor X comes around. Um, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart, Patrick Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Right, and he's like, Logan, there's an upcoming war or something along that line. And he's like, and then obviously based on X3, you know, how is Charles here? And he's like, as I've told you, you aren't the only one with special powers. You kind of think, wow, what is going on? Obviously, it still gets into a bit of a fluff zone after that, but Such <laughs> that's by watching the way they don't continue their post credit scenes in this franchise is something else. Well, to be fair, it's continuous with the next film, but the next film's just not fantastic, put it that way. When you say it's continuous with the next film, do you do you mean the next film in this spin-off trilogy or the next film in the second trilogy? Well, this was the merger, wasn't it? The next film is the merger. Right. Mm. Right, 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 right. Um, no, so that's not the ending. Fine with that post-credit scene. It's specifically... Why is this light dropping? It's uh, specifically to do to do with um, the fucking Silver Samurai. Bro, I get it. They fluff their lines so hard on it. <laughs> you know... Should have been cool. Wolverine fights an adamantium samurai. Wasn't mm-hmm. cool. No. Wasn't cool. Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Wait. Uh-oh. 
No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about $6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. Does your health routine for the new year include eye care? Well, now that you can use your renewed vision benefits, it's easy to add it to the routine. Visit pearlvision.com and schedule exams for the whole family. They work with all major vision plans, including iMed, and they'll cover your cost of insurance, copay, or eye exam. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 331-2023. Exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. Uh, bro, that, that, that was that, that. That part was... Do you know what's really funny with the Wolverine, right? Sorry, bear me a second. Is, there are two levels. One, it was... It was cool. It was, they, they started it in such a way that you you start to revisit Logan's past, it, and we know that Logan's been around forever, especially how we've seen the first part of the Wolverine trilogy. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, yeah, he's been around. This is what he done in between time, and it was really cool. He, you know, he's repainted that. As you said, everything that Ronin part, it all works perfectly. One other thing, I mean, as good as it was, do you know what I always had that was just a bit troubling, always in the back of my head, is that we were promised X Men Origins, different fields and different backgrounds of everyone and i had wolverine and it was like the wolverine and what do you mean the wolverine like isn't that what the last one was called then i realized the word the was so important in separating the two films and then the next part i was just felt like i've had my dose of wolverine i wanted someone else so as much as i was like you you're giving me something awesome i just felt like why am i not seeing another x-men character mm. double that up with the fact that the ending was kind of fluffed i was just like yeah it was it was good. They delivered action, but I just the first it, two acts. Okay, this light's obviously dying. The first two acts were all damn good. good. Yeah. Damn good. I mean, I maintain that train scene was fucking awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And it just made so much sense. Put him on a bullet train in Japan and have him flying down the train at three miles an hour, going Rah! with the claws yeah. out. It's like yeah, all makes sense. Yeah. Of course it does. This is what I need. Um, yeah, so it's 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 definitely got some redeeming qualities, but it just falls so flat on its face at the end. It does. It, does. it was weak. It was weak. Um, right. So that was my number nine. My number eight. I'm surprised at myself that I placed it here because I find again that I, I actually think I prefer this movie to what's in my number seven spot but i recognize that there was better film creation surrounding number seven although it didn't necessarily resonate with me um i like this film and i think i'm on a minority who like it but my number eight is x-men apocalypse my number eight bro we got again like with the wolverine we got some good shit from this film for sure for sure this went full comic book yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All comic book. This was so close to what I needed from the X-Men. This just had all of the things which we've come to love. We got to see Apocalypse. But yeah, then they kind of messed up how, you know, they weren't clear on what his fucking powers are, which needed to be established. You know, you got to the end point and it's like, so he can mold people into rock. That's his, <laughs> that's his thing. And it's like, man, Apocalypse is so much more than that. <laughs> Show me more. You got the four horsemen, which yeah. is fucking cool. And they had, Magneto kicked ass in this film. He really kicked us. And that forest scene in Poland, one of the coolest moments we've had and one of the most heartfelt moments we've had in X-Men. So good. Oh, do you know what? You saying it just brought the shivers back, man. Showing Eric having that humanity to him. Yeah. And showing why that scene further reinforces his disparity towards humankind it's like you see the shit and you're like there's not much i can say that i feel would change your mind here Mm. you're kind of validated that humankind is scum when you see this shit happen yeah 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 there's 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 no in between there is no in between it's just so oh that was a the coming together of the four horsemen i and i thought they did it fucking organically they, they handled it very well the four horsemen was handled very well it was the really right well. way of building it was the right way of doing it that you're like okay that would work that would work That's i thought cool. um i thought the final battle but everyone bitches about it i'm like it was awesome <laughs> it was really good i enjoyed it i enjoyed it i did enjoy it i did enjoy it certain parts wound me up but i more more enjoyed it than hated it i'll be honest we had another great quicksilver scene of course <laughs> Quicksilver was that hidden gem of the, the of the Origins trilogy or whatever you want to yeah. call it, that part of it. He was the hidden so gem. Good. He was the hidden gem. All kinds of awesome and just yeah. They, they really played on on his speed. They really showed a way of how to make the speed understand his speed. It was yeah. They're genius good. what they did in both the scenes of this movie and the other movie, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um <laughs> With the, with the Quicksilver scenes. I like the way he almost bitched Apocalypse at the end. Sort of like, hmm, let me play. And it's like, ew, that, that's Apocalypse. He going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, do you know what I was saying about how we never got to see them in their full uniforms? The way this ended, I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it gave you that hope of X-Men, didn't it? It really did. In fucking training facility in full garb cyclops with his like kind of golden sachet the proper blue uniform storm in white i was like i've been waiting for this shit since 1998 (laughs) (laughs) there's so many redeeming factors in it for me but again Mm -hmm. a bit like wolverine like the things that were missing were very clearly missing but it gave me some kicks and thrills that I actually think a lot of the other X-Men movies haven't done. Yeah. Apocalypse is a really weird one for me because, as you said, there are certain bits that are really missing that just makes it short of awesome. But the bits that they delivered on were awesome. So it's like you guys knew what to do. Maybe it's a time restraint and certain bits I felt slightly fluffed. I think the, the mental battle with Charles I wasn't overly on with. But, like, you just felt like, Mm. 
yeah, you're nearly there. You know, it was it was really close, but that it falls where it does really in the list. It, it, I also thought weird... Charles losing his hair that way was a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, seeing him go full Phoenix that was a nice touch. Like they did a lot of shit well. It gave you a lot of hope for what could come, or you know, and it just because it didn't deliver you. You, you, it's, it's disappointment that makes it low. It's not that what they delivered was wrong. It's the stuff that you expected after that didn't come up that makes you go, yeah. Sadly, not. You're just not right there for me. It is sad because it's not. It's not a terrible film by any it's means. Not. It's not. It's not. And it gave film. you. It gave you. I think a lot of things that the X Men universe hasn't given. Mm-hmm. That was again. I keep saying this when it comes to Fox. It's not that they made terrible films. They just needed to map it out a bit more. And they had perfect. I mean, they did make a terrible film as far as I'm concerned. Let's just just be real. The franchise needs the MCU level of forward thinking. The way that Kevin Feige maps out the next five to ten years before even fucking announcing the films. He's mapped the whole story out already. That that is is where it falls. I think it was, okay, we've done all right. We'll come back. And it's like, no, you need to even even without tying the X-Men into the MCU, which of course they will be, but even with their own standalone stories, there's yeah. so many iconic storylines in the X-Men. Obviously, Phoenix and Apocalypse being two of the biggest, but you know, you've got Mr. Sinister on his mental island. You've got every you know, you've got the whole Weapon X project. There's so much even going the on. The Morph Saga, which kicked off the animated series, like that that Morph has saga was good. Rogue Saga, that was good. There's so much cool shit going on. Yeah, it's true. Rogue Gambit, Gambit, which has forever been promised and now probably been scratched. Uh, you know, inshallah, like... the day we see a proper Gambit on screen. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was my bottom three, mate. Over to you. Okay, so we've done my number ten, which was the Wolverine. My number nine. I'm not sure this might. This may be a punt. I'm not sure where this is going to fall for you. It may be your number seven. Days of Future Past. It's my number seven, yeah. So punk. Yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling, especially when you said, "What is your preference on them?" Yeah. So the the punt, Wolverine, punt, 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 yeah. Coming in. Well, we'll punt, won't we? Well, we won't because my number eight was Apocalypse. So what are we punting for? So back to my number seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's talk Days yeah. of Future Past. I've, so, I've, go for it. Yeah, the, the Wolverine, this is a weird one, because I wasn't sure if this made it on forever down, if you know what I mean, in your list. But Days of Fu- the, the Wolverine leads up to Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past was also mega cool because of the action of the fact that we've got Origins, we've got the current, the original franchise, and you found a way to merge them, you know? It, it had all levels of cool and awesome to it. On top of that, you're going to tell me that you're bringing in the Sentinels, which, again, is another huge, huge Massive part and of absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's as big as it gets, really. You and know, having got... Peter Dinklage play Trask, that was a stroke of fucking genius. Yeah, exactly. All of the elements are there. There is nothing to really argue with story-wise. You are just like, this is perfect. Um, no, story-wise. The way it was delivered... Full short. Um, I have so many issues with this film that people can't seem to watch. And it's been too long since I've seen it for me to go into precise detail. But every time I rewatch this film, I go in with a fresh mind going, come on, fucking enjoy it this time. Just take it for what it is. Same way as I've done with Civil War repeatedly. It's like, just take it for what it is and try and enjoy it. But the 
fucking, just like the Civil War, the glaring, unforgivable plot holes in this film just make me go, I, I can't fucking get on board with it. It's my number seven, because in terms of the ingenuity that's gone into making it as a film, it's very impressive. That opening is great. The time travel element is great. But Wolverine's involvement in the story doesn't make sense. Especially when you consider Apocalypse. Yeah. So he's yeah. been captured by Mystique at the end of Days of Future Past. But then that you find out in Apocalypse, actually it was the real one. So you, you fucked your continuity there. But these are the problems, especially when you try to piece it together, you get more and more problems in this whole, where are we, what are we doing? You know, it's just, it, it, it became a bit of a headache for anyone. And people were actually on board because each film has redeeming qualities, no matter which one you take. Yeah, there's one that I just couldn't find one. But no matter which one you take, that you just cannot hate it completely. Mm. What then happens is, is that there's an issue of this has gone wrong. As you said, Wolverine's involvement, what exactly are you doing here? And the Did worst you... thing about that, mate, if you take Wolverine out of the movie, I know some people would say, yeah, but he's the one who brought Charles Xavier back from the brink. You could have written that story for Beast and you have the same product without Wolverine being involved in the movie at all. But naturally, the only way over it. But this, do you know, but this is my biggest problem that we have in the entire X-Men franchise. Yes, Wolverine is the coolest, but it's the X-Men. It's not Wolverine and the X-Men, right? And he just had to be so focal at each point that it was like, guys, come on. You had you had the fearless, you know, the do-gooding leader that was Cyclops. You had fucking James Marsden. Sorry, can we just pause on that? This is not exactly a bad actor. Thank you. Thank you. You Fucking Frank Janssen, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, fucking Ray Park. Ray Park playing Toad for fuck's sake. And you've (laughs) dropped him after one movie. You've got Darth Maul. Like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) But this is the problem is that there were so many characters along the way. And they brought up many characters that were like not your main Characters that you'd mentioned, but you knew of through comic book history, and you're like, oh, they brought this one, and it's like, it's a moment, it's a flash in the pan, and it's like, there was so much depth you could have done, and it's why, because you've given so much focus to this one guy. Yes, he's cool, but he's not nine movies, ten movies worth of cool. No, he's not. And what annoyed me, actually, is because the focus was so much on Logan slash Wolverine, every time they tried to up the game, with the exception of Quicksilver, who got a proper fucking service, but every time they brought in a new character... It, you could feel it was just there for the sake of being there. Like the biggest one that I think of is Colossus in X2. Two yeah. seconds, the motherfucker's in there and then he's gone. It's like, why <laughs> put him in? Yeah. What's the point? Because it, it, it it's one of those things, isn't it? So the X-Men, we need to expand to make it different. Okay, they're there. Then, then they're gone. Expand properly. Look beyond the Wolverine. Look at all of them, give me a proper gambit. Give me a ju- like Jubilee. Fucking never got a proper run. Never, never again, again. Rogue never. Again. We never saw proper Rogue ever. No, no, no not in didn't. terms of what Rogue could do. Fly, superpower. All we had was her draining ability. It's like ah, and that's the thing. It's on the brink of, but there's so much more. There is so much more, and it just never came. But in a world now where we have Carol Danvers, 
Andrew oh, mate, I'm all over that. I am all over if that. If they don't do Rogue properly, there's no reason to not to. You can't. You can't avoid it. You have the rights to one. You've just made the movie with the other. Even when I saw like her jacket and stuff, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I know what you're doing there. I know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> like, right. like, I was all kinds of mesmerized by it. Yeah, the jacket also triggered me. And I was like, do you know what? I think Rogue might be. I, I originally thought Storm would be the linchpin to bring the X-Men in because of the fact that she's obviously African. And I thought you've got, you've well, got that. Because she was with... married to Black Panther, wasn't she? Exactly. So Even you've got the history with X-Men. T'Challa. I, I, that's going to be the linchpin. But then I saw that fucking Captain Marvel film and I was like, Rogue could be the linchpin. Yeah. Like bad shit could happen to Carol. And yeah. that's how they start to come in. And actually her having some bad shit happen to her is what could trigger Avengers versus X-Men. Like my mind's going, my mind's going mad here with how they bring the exact same thought process. That is exactly what I thought. It's like Rogue's going to be a villain. This is what makes Mutant looks bad. Then you've got the X-Men versus the Avengers or, you know, Avengers versus Mutants. Then, the you know, you start to mold and understand that not all Mutants are bad. comes in or Apocalypse comes in or Sinister comes in and they join and you've got your new big bad set up for the next 10 years with the two of them working together. All I implore and I fucking, Kevin Feige, not that you're listening, but if you are, I implore you Please do not make Wolverine the linchpin of the X-Men. Do not make it that Wolverine is the one that brings them all together. The thing is, is that we've got old man Steve. Like, it just doesn't work the same. Because that would be your connecting point, is Wolverine and um, Captain America. The fact that Steve is so out of the game now, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. And there was, I mean... Storm or Rogue are the way I see them going. I, I, I'm, I'm more team Rogue on this one, I have to be. Just because Black Panther went a different route in terms of partner, I don't know how you're then going to twist and turn it back in, you know? Mm. So I, I'm, whereas Rogue is clear cut, clear as day, you know that this mutant can oh, just yeah. Carol. Yeah. It's so it's easily done. But yeah, no, the Future Past, well made movie. So ridden with time traveling plot holes, though, and I know the argument may be, yeah, but all time traveling movies have got those problems. This one is something else. But and I also, Wolverine think, I also is think it was fucking thrown in MacGuffin in this, and they I even changed the story like it was meant to be. You know, what's her face? Ellen Page's character, who was meant to be the uh, Kitty Kitty Pride, it was mm. meant to be her who yeah. was the the time traveler, not Logan. So even that, I was like, well, well. I just think they fluffed the ending with it as well. Mm. No, that ending made no sense. Okay. Yeah, it was cool for the the ending of the story and the ending itself is different. So it was nice seeing the part where you're like, oh, I got to see Halle Berry. I got to see everyone back in the mansion. Cool. But that whole part in New York with it, I was like, huh? Huh? Uh All right, cool. They're back. I just didn't even know what to, I didn't even know what to expect, and the fact that you went to the origin characters to finish after and not go back to your original cast, I was like, "What are we doing here?" <laughs> because you fixed the past, and we don't really need to look back at the past again. Mm. And that's where their timeline just threw completely off. So that was your nine, my seven. So my six is Deadpool two. Punt. Okay, so over to you then. Right, my number. That was where were we? That's your number seven. Your number seven. My number seven is Logan. That's a punt. Okay. My number six, Wolverine. A punt again. <laughs> oh, what origins? Yeah. Yeah, pun. Okay. 
Uh, right, so my number five. So it was the pun from just now, Logan. I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the whole field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. Cool. So here's the funny thing, right? When I made this list off of memory, Logan was actually my number four. It's dropped really? to place. I've, yep, it's dropped to place because I've rewatched it. I cannot, for the life of me, understand the universal praise that this film gets as being one of the defining moments of comic book movie history as being one of the most brilliantly made comic book movies ever. It's so run of the mill. Like I get there are certain things they've done in it that are really, really good. Like have it. The one thing I think is beyond brilliant and poetic is the fact that what weaponizes Wolverine is also what kills him. The adamantium is poisoning him. I thought, okay, now that I'm all for that. All on board with that. I think the, I like the way that they kind of tried to do something. I don't say succeeded for me, but tried to do something a bit different, kind of like a Western style road trip. I like the fact that Wolverine has lived through all this as he's been insinuated to have lived through a lot. And he's finally having to deal with his own humanity, much like we all do at certain points. There's a strong part of me that feels maybe when I'm 50 and I rewatch this, this film might resonate more with me. Because obviously, as you change and you grow, it might do. I, I'm only hypothesizing, but there's a clear theme of coming to terms with your own mortality in this movie, right? So there are some interesting themes here, which X-Men movies have not touched on before. However, there are so many things that I have a problem with in this film. The first one being the way that they, I found this weird, to be honest, the way that they've actually got proper X-Men comics within the fucking film. And that, that it's kind of like almost like a meta breaking of the wall and bringing in our universe with their universe. And I get what they were going for. They were trying to root the X-Men even more in our reality and make them that much more grounded. But it's like, guys, we're living in a world where people literally throw cards that explode, shoot lasers out their eyes, control the weather, have adamantium put onto their bodies because they've got regenerative powers. Like You don't need to fucking ground this franchise. You just don't. And the other thing, and this really fucking hit home when I rewatched this and I finished rewatching it this morning. Those deaths are not fucking earned. They are not all three mutants in this movies. The deaths are not earned. Caliban dying. Let's go with the first. Probably don't even remember this. He's being held captive in the, uh, in the, well, oh, what the fuck are they called? Anyway, uh, the Trek design, I believe they're called, but, He's being held captive. They tortured him earlier when they said, don't look into the light, because obviously he's photosensitive. And then he blows himself up with the grenades. Now, the end result of that, what's now that sounds like interesting. It's okay. He's sacrificing himself for the better good, right? Okay, noble. The problem is, is that him blowing himself up did nothing. It didn't kill it didn't kill X-24. It didn't kill Richard E. Grant's character. It didn't kill uh, Boyd Holbrook's character. So the three main villains, none of them got wiped out. So basically, pointless fucking death. And the other thing was, if he was sacrificing himself in order to save his friends, maybe it would have had a bit more of an emotional weight. Professor X is already dead at this point. He's completely dead already. 
Therefore, what are you actually trying to save? So again, wasted death. And that's just Caliban. Now, Professor X, this is fucking Patrick Stewart, who really put on a good performance in this movie, I think. But to have him so nonchalantly killed by X-24 in his sleep, you know, he's in bed, he's looking up, you can see the silhouette of, of Logan Wolverine, except is it? Because it's actually X-24, his genetic recreation, right? You can see the silhouette over him, and then the next thing you know, fucking claws have gone into the chest. It's like, really? That quickly? You're going to kill him off that quickly? And even the way they buried him, like Hugh Jackman, to his credit, did what he could. You know, he really, I felt his tears when he was burying him. Like he, Jackman's brilliant. He's just fucking great. But the death itself, the, you know, I think you could have written the script in a way so that even at least where, if you have to kill him off in that way, which I don't like, but fine, but at least write the script in a way so that where he's being buried has got some sort of emotional resonance, be it, let's say the uh, the mansion is destroyed, but he's being buried on the grounds of the mansion, you know, at his school. Mm. I'm not saying that within the scope of this film, they travel to the school. I'm saying the film could have been written so that going towards the school would have been woved into the tapestry of the movie naturally, you know? Because yeah. the fact that they said, oh, well, we need, we need to set it in North Dakota. It's like, well, I have no issue with North Dakota. What up, Morgan? Um, but the, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the North Dakota setting didn't serve any purpose for the movie. So it's not like, oh, but if you remove North Dakota, you lose this really important facet of the movie. No, that that wasn't, North Dakota wasn't a necessity in the movie. You know what I mean? So you could have very easily written it so that they do go through the X-Men uh, Academy. And I'm not saying it has to be that. It could have been somewhere more personal to Charles. Like, Maybe they're in England. From X1. There you go. So there's plenty of places where you could have buried him that could have been part of their road trip journey and it would have had more of an emotional impact. And then, of course, I mean, this is a spoiler, but we're talking deaths here. We, of course, have to talk about the death of Wolverine, right? Now, the thing that we were all promised is the fact that yeah, Wolverine, sorry, Hugh Jackman did say very, very clearly in some of the press junkets, you're not going to see old man Logan, which... Some people say, oh, it was Old Man Logan. If you say that, you haven't read Old Man Logan. This was so far from Old Man Logan, it was ridiculous. Old Man Logan is a fucking road trip with Wolverine and a blinded Hawkeye in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where there's a fucking gang of incredible hulks. The Hulk eats Logan and Wolverine basically bursts out his stomach, finally killing the Hulk. That was the story of Old Man Logan. Nothing to do with this. So people say, this is Old Man Logan. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's just, that's just true. That's not an old Logan. He's old and he's Logan. That's about as old man Logan as it is. The story is not old man Logan. And Hugh Jackman did say that. He said, you won't see this, but you'll get berserker age. We got it, but it lasted 10 seconds. Like when he injected himself and he goes on that fucking rampage, like it was awesome. But it was 10 seconds and then it started to wear off and he started to get poisoned again. And... But let's just call a spade a, a spade. X24 bitched him. Absolutely bitched him. He impaled him in the back, impaled him onto that log. And the only reason X24 died is because um, Laura fucking shot him in the head with an adamantium bullet. Logan didn't do shit to X24. 
So the fact that people are all like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, this was such a great send-off for him. My attitude is like, was it? He got bitched. He got absolutely yeah. bitched. I mean, let's be uh, maybe perfect send-off in the sense that Wolverine was eliminated by Wolverine. But, like, short of that, there is nothing in it. Like, There's nothing I in it. And the, th- and the thing that absolutely isn't earned, because remember we're told it's his daughter, and it's like, it's, okay. If you're living in a world where if a man comes into a test tube and that sperm incubation is used to impregnate another woman, you know, to, to make a surrogate baby. If you're of the opinion that then you are the father of that baby because genetics, fine. I think family runs a little bit deeper than sperm and blood. Personally, I think it, there's more to it than that. So if you're on board with the whole, uh, you know, uh, a, a surrogate a surrogate father is a legitimate father then maybe you'd be more on board with the story but the fact is is that she was created from his genetics he didn't actually father her he didn't actually you know have sex with another woman and organically produce a baby who was a healer she was she's no more his daughter the next 24 is his son so when he's dying at the end and she says daddy it's like that shit not earned not fucking earned. But on the other side, short of who brought her up, that would be it. And that was the whole he reason. He didn't her bring up. her up. No, come again? He, he didn't bring did. her up. I can't remember the lady's name. It's been a while since I've seen Logan. I didn't watch it back. But then, essentially, even though she had no genetic side to her, she was essentially her mother through the same way that you're saying it. Of, you know, she was the fucking nurse. Come again? Yeah. She was a Mexican nurse. Yeah. Right, but what she I'm getting more of a mother to her than Wolverine is a father to her. That no, I, I, I agree, but what I'm saying is, in, in terms of genetic and what the reason they were tracing him for that is because there is only one person who could help her control that anger. There is only one person who's, who would understand what she's going through, and it's him. Yes, he was very reluctant, but the bond essentially, yes, it could have been a bit deeper, but they tried to squeeze too much into this film once again. Excuse me, and with that, there is that bond that he's tried to show her the way. It could have gone deeper. X-23, essentially to me, is Wolverine's daughter, but there is a better bond that has been built. If you watch um, X-Men Evolution, the cartoon, you can kind of... Again, it's not deeply... The X-23 interested. in the animated series was Yukiko, his lover. No, 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 no. In the animated series, Yukiko with the fucking adamantium... Yeah, that's, that's Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, that's, that's what happened. Movie. That's what happened in the movies, but Lady X-23. Deathstrike was also known as X-23 in the animated series. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. That one because X Men Evolution had definitely created X twenty three per se, by that. That's how X twenty three is coming out. Different to the animated series. I know it's a different animated series, but what I'm saying yeah. is the character X twenty three was created and brought into comic book lore because of X Men Evolution. Interesting. I didn't know that. You'd have to look. Um, in, like, I'm, I'm very sure of that. So there is that relationship that's slightly built behind it, and I just feel like they put it this way: there just wasn't enough depth for it to work. A road trip, okay, yes, she's got someone who's like her mm. and he's responsible for her. So on a very, very subconscious level, she understands who it is. But we didn't get enough of it to feel it. We didn't get Correct. enough of it. That as much, to me, X-23 is the redeeming quality of this film. Um, I like the part where we can see Charles Xavier at a point that 
dare we call it, dementia's kicking in and the power of his mind, if not suppressed, was absolutely incredible. You know, like the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was cool. All of those parts I was down with, but it wasn't ever my favourite in it. Well, you can see where it is by placement. Mm. I felt X-23 with a bit more depth. Like I wanted more of that. I, I've always liked that story from seeing it in the cartoon. And I felt if they had merged it more, even now, if we're talking new mutants, if they had I say booked it, that's not a wrestling term, but if they had formed this properly, new mutants could have been merged into, do you know what I mean? We're looking at a new generation of mutants. There was a bunch of kids at the end that were all looked after Logan, and yes, they, they've politely put an X over his grave. <laughs> uh, I hate that. It was so fucking on the nose. And bro, actually, <laughs> let's talk about that ending. Even that pissed me off, right? Because she's giving like a nice little soliloquy, a departure for, you know, here rest the dearly departed and everything. And the leader of the, this new little group of, ex, uh, of you know, mutant children says, okay, we got to go. It's like, seriously? Okay, we got to go? It's like, yo, if you want me to feel the impactful resonance of this is Hugh Jackman's last moment, this is the departure of him as Wolverine, the last line of the movie cannot be, okay, we got to go. It just, it felt so fucking misplaced and out of sync with what they were going for emotionally. Mm. No, I get you. I get you. It's, I, I think the sad bit is, is that it's the war continues, but without a format to show me the war continues for you to be that heartless, it's weak. And that's essentially where Fox is. It's so weak. Um, it's, it... What saves this movie is the performances. They're all fucking on point. Jackman is on point. Patrick Stewart's on point. The little girl, bless her, is... Oh, she was awesome. She was all kinds of awesome. But, yeah. It, a film that was trying to transcend being a comic book movie by being a movie about humanity and having real impactful gravitas and emotional points, to miss the emotional points and feel like they're not earned? Ah... Wrong. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. And that was the thing. I just didn't, to me, especially because they've hammered us over the head with Wolverine, I felt like you guys have got the right story. As you said, the, the fact that it's the adamantium that's killing him. Mm. Poetic. I, yeah, I get all of that. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. That would be why he's fading. All of that made sense. But I just still felt like, it, again, this is what I always say to people. The more you hammer, oh, it's great, the worse you make it for me to go and watch a film. Yeah. And I feel that's what um, Logan's guilty of. Is that had I just walked in, but the world was like, oh my God, this is awesome. I was like, but is it? It's good. Right. Is it awesome? And, but it's funny you say that because I got I, I was lucky. I got to go to an advanced um, press screening of this. So I, I saw it before the world went nuts for it. And mm -hmm. what was really interesting is that when I walked out, people were in an absolute buzz about it. And I was there going, it wasn't that good. It was fine. But like it missed it missed the missed the mark for me. And second viewing reinforced that more. As I said, it dropped it, it dropped a spot. Interesting. Your number five, sir. My number five. My number five, Deadpool. Oh, that's a point. Okay, I had a feeling. Okay. Um, right. So my number four. Um <laughs> Where it all started off, one of the two most important comic book films of all time. One of the three. I'll go for Spider-Man. You, you know, the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I'll go for the first Iron Man as one of the most important. 
And I'm going to say X-Men, the original X-Men. My number four. four. So important. So important. It changed the game in a way that just showed... You know, last week we talked about um, Dark Knight and how Nolan changed the game. You can't completely remove this from it either. You know, this showed us again. This is post Batman Forever, both Batman and Robin. It gave us a new stance where it didn't have to be very comical. It was a very grounded movie. Yeah, it was very grounded. Um, I mean, X Men. No, Batman's a serious tone, but you just felt something different. We had very, very comic booky. Batman, even the original Batman and the Batman Returns, they're very pastiche. Of course, of course. Uh, this one was, it just felt, I mean, it's weird how there's an evolution and stuff, but I think, and you know, when we talk about the, the costumes and what have you, that mm. we need like a remix of their costumes or what have you. Not at this I think, point, I would argue. I think, but this is what I was going to say. I think it worked to not have it here. It showed yeah, you that great. these are people with abilities. They are different from us. It's not that we're all out superheroes. This is just a case of survival. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we've been trained a certain way. We have certain things but this is what we do, you know? And it, it, it worked. It worked really well. I mean, obviously, I always remember being a kid. There were two things I remember. Daytime, I'm watching X-Men in the evening, Star Trek, The Next Generation. And all I could see was this bald-headed dark dude and thinking they are one and the same, even though completely different characters with Professor X and Jean-Luc Picard, but they look so alike. And when I heard that Patrick Stewart was... Um, Professor X, I was like, you have answered the dream I've been waiting for. <laughs> it was just, it was just there. But the the link and what I love is they done as much as it wasn't the Saturday morning cartoon. They gave us everything we wanted. You had Wolverine, and the first thing you saw was Sabretooth. It yeah. was like, there's that. Then you're showing me, okay, the cartoon showed Jubilee starting off, but it was like Rogue, Rogue coming to terms with her powers, and Rogue is so instrumental in X Men. You've got the relationship of Scott and Jean, but Logan just having those eyes for Jean in a way that he just can't help it. It was everything that the cartoon gave me. I'm not too, I'm not going to pretend to be like the man who knows everything about the comics, but all of those initial seeds that I need to see in an yeah, they were there. They were all there. Yeah. You know, Halle Berry was, she done awesome with Storm, you know? She did. She, she, she delivered. As we said, let's, let's give some respect to James Marston as Cyclops. He was great. I loved him in Cyclops. Loved him. Hanky Jemsen as, um, Gene. Great. Again, again, perfect casting. Casting was Ian McKellen. Thank you. That was the coming up next. Ian McKellen as Magneto. You cannot argue by any means. You cannot. It was everything you needed. Ray Parker's Toad. I won't yeah. let it go. <laughs> you, you don't. You shouldn't have to, because every bit of casting in that film gave you something to be like. This is the film I'm looking for. This is the X Men in the real world. How would I sell the X Men in it? Like, how would it work? That was it. There was no argument of that film. And one of the great comic book lines from Storm in this movie: "What happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning?" Same as everything else. It's such a badass line. <laughs> I loved it. It's such a killer line. Nah, for sure. It was it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. the right movie at the right time. The studios needed to see that comic books don't have to be Batman and Robin. And conversely, they don't also have to be so fucking R-rated that people forget their comic book movies like Blade. Yeah. 
Yeah. People needed to be shown that you, if you inject some humanity and relatability and tone down a bit on the larger than life aspect of comic book characters, there's a valid place for them. And that set the groundwork. Like without this movie, we wouldn't have an Iron Man. We wouldn't have an MCU. This set the groundwork for the humanity that inhabits the comic book movies. And then, of course, a different approach. Yeah, but then once people were comfy with living in the comic book realm again, then we were ready for a world where you had Iron Man and Captain America because they kept elements from the X-Men movies throughout the MCU, but then cranked the action up, which... And that's almost, I'd say, why X-Men is almost guilty of its own transcending creativity with this original movie, because it never really moved away from that. And it's like, the more as time went on, and the more as the MCU movies were getting better and better, these started to feel less and less and less relevant, because they didn't up the ante enough. That that is what was needed. Just a game changer. You need a little more of a game changer. You changed the game, but then you stuck there. And that, yeah, that's the, and it needed. That's why I thought Apocalypse was like so close, so yeah. fucking close. Yeah, 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 yeah. Survival. It's, it's true. Survival requires change in anything, you know, anything. You need that little hint of change just to to keep it going. Right. So both are number fours. So then my number three is. I, we're saying punt here, I believe. My number three is X two. Punt. Yeah. yeah. Your number three. Deadpool two. Okay. Yeah. Um, you rate this higher than number one, huh? I do. I do. I, I've never been able to really shake off. Campier. Yeah. I, there was an expectation that Deadpool 1 gave me. Campier plus myself. I was just really pumped for this because I, I was really let down by a film we will be talking about later on in what their portrayal. I, I think that really hurt me in terms of that film. I think that film was really strong, but that part let it down. The The... the having Wade Wilson, and I felt like I had the perfect mm. origin to Wade. Mm. I actually believe the origin of Wade Wilson in that film is better than Deadpool. Like, I would have worked with that and then have a continuation. I would have been all over it. Yeah? It mm. just didn't work for me. And my expectation was too high. I was all over it. Because I'm like, yeah, they're going to correct it all. This is going to be awesome. They've kept the right guy. Da, 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 da. Because essentially, Ryan Reynolds is the right guy to play Deadpool. Yeah, 100% all day long and it just fell short and dare i say i was like okay all right i enjoyed the film but it wasn't that great personally that you know i'm not hating on it and then i came back into deadpool 2 and i think i got the buzz that everyone has had for deadpool 1 i was like this is the comedy i'm looking for the way they've intertwined stuff it gave me everything the brad pitt cameo still had me laughing now just picturing it you know um the, the, the in, in terms of trying to create X-Force and the way that the whole recruitment takes place to it, I just felt I like... I love the way they threw a middle finger to the audience with X-Force. You wanted it? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. How dare you? Do you know what it is? The only one I can relate it to was like when we saw a uh, multiverse or something with um, Mysterio in yeah. Spider-Verse. Like, yeah, whatever. And people actually fell for it. It's like, how dare you? Don't do me that. Don't do me that. But that's what they done. They just gave us all these elements. And, you know, um, this was this was the um, the Brolin era, wasn't it? He, <laughs> he was Thanos on one side. He was Cable on the other. It was as good as Cable. Fuck me. Awesome as Cable. And what, more than anything for Deadpool 2, 
slight little bits that niggled me from the usage of anything to do with continuity. I felt they corrected it with Deadpool 2 at the end. Like he's closing, just that's the kind of thing I'm looking for for Deadpool when you're talking about breaking the fourth wall, getting rid of the wrong Wade Wilson, fixing that problem. Even, bro, I still don't know how they done it. The Green Lantern moment. I was like, you're taking the piss. So good. <laughs> you are that's my it. movie to talk about. Get back in your lane. What? That's my shit to talk about. What? That's from the original. That's from Wait, number what? one. No, it's not. Don't make the suit green or animated. No, I'm talking about when he reads the contract and goes, this is going to be a big break, kid. Rectify. Oh, that, yeah. God. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all of those little bits. I was like, okay, now the timeline's beginning to make sense. Now you've corrected issues. And you gave me yeah, the yeah. Was that I was looking but for. That, what I didn't like was I thought that the whole death that's not a death scene at the end, that went a little bit too Monty Python, Dumb and Dumber for me. Mm. No, I, I get you. Yeah, oh, get closer. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling so cold. Mm, no, 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 mm, not quite dead yet. Mm, no, not quite there. So get on with it. Yeah, there were some parts. Don't get me wrong; it's not a perfect movie, but I had more fun with it. And that that Deadpool appreciation that the world had, I found it in this film more. But yeah, Bro, fair play. If it resonated, it resonated. The thing that stuck to me in that was the way that they first off how they did Juggernaut was fucking awesome. <sighs> Secondly, the way they tease Juggernaut, one of the breaking of the fourth wall was, and that's called something coming up. That's a spoiler. What could it be? Is it big? It's like, no, they're not. Do you know what? Oh my God. I was like, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you for reminding me that Juggernaut was huge. Juggernaut was fluffed somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this one, you I mean, if you're going to advertise something that is going to have the world go, oh, my God, I need to see this film, that would have been it. They didn't. That was, And I remember you saw it before me, and I, I think Nath saw it before me as well, my brother. And everyone was like, oh, my God, there's a spoiler, but I am not telling you. I am not telling you. And I remember, and I thank you guys so much for not giving that spoiler, and I mm-hmm. apologize for anyone who's listening to this and hasn't seen the film. <laughs> but I remember being at that moment and being like, awesome yeah. oh my god he's here, he's here. <laughs> did you catch the spoiler when he turned to the screen and went something's coming i can't remember now i've got to be on what i gotta be on this. it's a while since i've seen it but i, I thought he was fucking with us the way because that by this stage they'd already fucked us on x-force so i was like yeah the fuck you i'm not falling for you twice and then you get to the prison and you hear that and even more, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. They're fucking with me. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Oh, my God. It's Juggernaut. <laughs> Holy shit. And can I just say as well, because I remember going through this and being like, who is the actor? Who is the actor? Extra credit to Ryan Reynolds for pulling that off. <laughs> right? Extra credit for that one. Like, you have my respect. Absolutely. You have my respect. All right. Let's speed this up a little bit. Yeah. So that was that was your three, yeah? Indeed. I think we're saying punt again for my two. My two is first class. That's my number two. Okay. Yeah, that's my number two. X-Men All first class. Great. Come again? All sorts of great. I love absolutely everything about this film. Honestly, I remember hearing that they were going to go back and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I want to do that. But they had to correct the mistake. So maybe this is the best way to correct it and keep the X-Men franchise going. 
the levels of awesomeness that came. James McAvoy. Um, oh Kevin my god, Bacon. Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Oh my god, Kevin Bacon was awesome. All kinds of awesome. Fassbender, Michael Fassbender. My god, when, next James Bond, please, bro. When you know, we have to do this, though. We have to really acknowledge this. When you're talking about Professor X and Magneto, we thought we found the perfect casting in the two old yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, Patrick yeah. and Ian McKellen. These guys showed if you want a young version, we will deliver. Oh, yeah. And boy, did they deliver. Oh, yeah. Through oh, and through. Do you know what? Nicholas Holt was beast. I, I, I'm not going to take away anyone from this film. Holt was awesome. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer, it was literally coming out. Jennifer Lawrence was as mystique. Like, every... It, it was the second coming of a film that you didn't expect. Like, all the appreciation right. you had for X-Men. I saw the poster and I was like, oh, this is going to be fucked. Why, why are they doing this? Come on. And then I you always, see it and it's like, holy shit. I always say this, and I don't know how it happened. Someone uploaded this film for free on YouTube. <laughs> and I remember being at my aunt's and I was going home. I remember this. I remember I was going home and I'm like, oh, it's not the real act. And the more I'm watching it, I'm like, this is the actual movie. And it got to a point, I'm like, I need to go. And I'm like, as soon as I get home, I'm going to finish this fucking movie. <laughs> like, what the hell? No, it's there. It was there. I was oh. over the moon. I was just shocked that X-Men First Class was free on YouTube. And this is not long after the cinema. And it was in proper high quality, not a pirate copy. And I was like, hey, if it's there, it's there. <laughs> I don't think it's there now. But <laughs> it was there at the time. The way right. they tied the story, I love the 60s setting. And the way they tied it into the Cuban Missile Crisis, I was like, I, this is just all sorts of brilliant. And can I touch on one other thing? The opening. Yeah. Bro, there's the opening, but the one thing I said that wound me up with the others didn't wind me up here. Did we see Wolverine? Yes, because we knew he was there in the part. All he said was, go fuck yourself and vanish. I believe all he said was, fuck off. Well, that was it. Even better. Even better. I added an extra word. It was just that, and then he was gone. It's like, yes, we know Logan existed in that time. That's why he's not in this movie. Continue. Mm. And it was awesome. It was perfect i have ne- the storytelling of the fact that as you said that they are used as a weapon the fact of how they bond and have form a friendship being the first mutants out there to form together it was perfect perfect yeah. I, I, I just can't argue yeah I, not much to add i loved all the big moments, that battle on the beach at the end, which paralyzes Professor X, that was an emotional moment. That was like, oh, no. I remember that. I remember that. The more he's trying to hold the bullet, I remember. And I was like, believe it or not, I think that's when I had to leave. That's when I had to leave. I was at the point where the bullet was holding. I'm like, don't, don't make me leave now. Yeah. But yeah. Bro, oh, my days. And it just made logic of why he's in a wheelchair. Like, all of it was just like, this is, this is, this is perfect. This yeah. is perfect it really is okay so we've got the same number two okay my worst you might hate me for this but i'm going to now for the first time ever i'm doing two is my worst i can't pick a worst i want to i want to throw two in the hat here well i'm guessing wolverine and dark phoenix yeah for two very very different reasons both of them i think fucking unforgivable um with wolverine you have got Deadpool, and you've got the ability to do Deadpool versus Wolverine, and you don't give us Deadpool. I, I, I just can't. I just can't fucking forgive that. How missed 
place that story was. Deadpool versus Wolverine. And you fluff your lines. Come on, man. You, the Merc with the mouth. You sew his mouth shut. Go fuck yourself. Although I'll say this, I thought Liev Schreiber was good as Sabretooth. I really liked him as well, Sabretooth. Listen, all of the elements, if you look at the beginning of Wolverine, right, there are no issues with the film. Mm. Yeah, it's very similar to X-Men Origin, first class. You can see where he grew up, how their link came in, how the powers formed, why Sabretooth and Logan are so close, but why they also wore each other. You can see the, the group of mercenaries together. All of it works. Even, as I said, the, the origins of Wade Wilson are perfect. Even if he sewed his mouth shut. Like, to me, I hated it because I was like, what are you doing? If I know a Deadpool movie's coming, that would have been my origin. I would have had him cut his mouth and be like, you can't silence me. Like, all kind of things. But then you started giving him Cyclops' lasers and he just became this weaponized something that... He never was stupid. and has never been. So I was like, so why, why did you do that? And that that is what really hurt me with that film. Then we have the Gambit element where he was there oh, and it was all... Fuck that up too. God damn it. It was, you know, like he was there and then he just runs up. But again, it's very much as... It's very, very similar to your ex... Uh, to your Logan moment where it's like, right, we've got to go. Because it's like, Logan, look, like, we, we know Gambit's about and then he's just vanished. But then there's a part of me that's there like... Again. Coming in, and then he's never there again. We never see a gambit again. Like, and then you know, again, this is where your timeline bugged me because it's like he's he was there at that time, but then he's meant to be a love interest to Rogue. Like the ages are completely off. Like right. it, that, that bugs me. Then when you re- they switched around, this is further on, but Havoc and Cyclops are mixed around in ages. You know, little bits like that bug me <laughs> in the films, and I felt that these are where these films ruined yeah it might have been a bit cheesy with blob and stuff like that but i actually had fun with wolverine i just felt they just made a cardinal sin beyond beyond forgivable for me and the other thing which now i can't forgive is dark phoenix which they fluffed up the phoenix line storyline once already this was chance at redemption you somehow for me made it worse do you know what all I think? the actors? All the actors at this point have checked out. Most notably, Jennifer Lawrence. They she wasn't even in fucking makeup anymore. No, no, no. But I heard. But there was a, there was an excuse for that. She actually had an allergy to the makeup. I've heard. That's why less and less. Cool. The- CG it on. Yeah. yeah. Stop being lazy. CG it on. I can fucking you can't blame her on that. You There's a to. fucking plugin for Final Cut for fuck's sake called Motion Tracker. Bro, again, I could put a mystique face on you right now if I wanted, and these guys have got the best tech in the business. Like, get the fuck out of here. That's it's just lazy filmmaking. I there was not a single redeeming thing about this movie. Now, when you think we've got the likes of fucking Sophie Turner playing Jean Grey, one of the best young actresses working today, and this is what you're gonna give me. Ah, just not. At least with the one that I know has made your worst, at least with that, there was one or two moments where I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Nothing cool in this film. This was such a fucking train wreck of a movie. I, I, I can't forgive what they did with Dark Phoenix. You say, oh, well, she's dead at the end. Bye. It's like, so the most powerful fucking thing in the entire cosmos that can literally level planets. I just done. I like how you say train wreck, and essentially that was what ended the film. Literally. But, um, 
Um, Bro, I'm surprised they didn't fucking break out with your mama jokes or something. Uh, that's that what? was the level of bad. We were going into fucking rap battle territory with that ending. It's like your mama so fat, Thanos had to snap his fingers twice. Something like that. Um, like I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I just didn't see it coming. <laughs> it, I when you say checked out, I honestly believe they had a commitment. Um, Fox was on its way out. The rights had gone, and everyone was just like, "Well, guys, I personally would have been of the other elk. I'd have been like, we're, we're going out with a bang, right?" Everyone, I think, just knew that the, this was it, and it's like, you know what? You want it by this date. Your acquisition's going. Just here, take it then, take it. I, I feel that that's what happened. I and that's why, to me, okay, we've never done two worse because it might have been there, and I was torn between my two worst. The, the other Phoenix saga. Fuck it, we're here. Um, last stand I just felt like one of the most powerful mutants of all time has just never been developed right but going back to Dark Phoenix I just felt it had a bit more because I just felt like I can't blame these guys I felt they probably were rushed and this is where it went wrong it is where it's at coming on to X-Men 3 the last stand I personally believe we had such good ground building in one and two. Oh yeah and then they screwed it up. Then we had, I've always said it, if you ever asked me who do I want to play Juggernaut, it would have been Brock Lesnar. Like, that's the size I need. All day long, yeah. Um, you've given me Vinnie Jones. And I'm like, okay, I can work with that. Juggernaut Hard is man. unpenetrable. Come again? Hard man, sure. I yeah, get it. I'll work with it. I'll work with it. You could give me bigger in height and width, but I'll work with it. Then we talk about Juggernaut being invincible. He's now flawed by motion and i'm like huh even if we don't have to go down the fact that his child's his half brother which obviously is awesome storytelling in itself mm. all right there's no scope for that there's that charles xavier losing in a mind battle everyone's death just being a part of is it in her mind is it real is it not then we're just at two people who can essentially never die so here we are at just i'll stab you i'll keep walking you destroy me i'll keep coming back i was like you didn't. You I'm fine didn't. with all that. Do you know the thing I can't find forgivable in this movie? What's Magneto's power? Metal ben- manipulation. Why is he hiding in the woods? <laughs> there you go. I mean, Why is he hiding in the fucking woods? That was another point I forgot. It was, it was just so weak. And I was just so let down by something that should have been so awesome it was teased at the end of number two so beautifully oh, that the so beautifully and i was just like no th- this isn't the way you know this isn't the way you guys are doing this and the i one, believe honestly one thing believe, i thought was quite good and actually i thought was not only good but earned and i actually thought executed really well and it resonated with me was gene's death logan slowly marching up to her using his regenerative powers don't make me do this don't make me do this and killing her i mean there I is that, like, that, that part works to me it's fucking better than dark phoenix it it works because it's logical that if anyone had to do it it would be him and but it it also was what kicked off the the logan bandwagon essentially in every film and mm. 
I believe this film was so bad it's what led us to have to go to Origins. We had to go back because we couldn't go forward from this, you know? Mm-hmm. Essentially, who, how could we with everyone dead? But it, it, it does was, make you remember that line in X-Men Apocalypse where they were having a little passive-aggressive when they were all walking out the cinema and they're having that little passive-aggressive sideswipe and dig at the third X-Men movie. Is yeah, well, we can all agree the third movie in the trilogy is worse. It's actually fourth, bitches. <laughs> No, we can't knock on fourth. Fourth is Dark Phoenix, my man. Oh, for their one. In their one. Yeah. Don't hate on first class. Do not hate on first class. No, hell no. I mean, within yeah. that within that yeah, um, bracket. Yeah. It, it, was just, it was just all kinds of weak for me. It was poetic in the fact that he really didn't want to do it, but the film had lost me so badly by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A notch. I was like, I can't deal with this. You ruined Juggernaut. You ruined the Phoenix. You you've ruined everyone, and I, the, the fact that she was just killing everyone when essentially yes, maybe she has. But I'm like, what have you done to the X Men? The more I'm watching people die, I'm like, what are you doing? What, what is this? You know, and it just I was gone. I was yeah, gone. yeah. All right, let's talk about our best, and then make this Rushmore and bad boy it. Cool. Um, my number one. I mean, it was the pun from earlier. I think. This, I, I said at the top of the show, there was a load of things missing from the X-Men. The fact that, and I appreciate we discussed this when we talked about our number four spot, that they were made out of a necessity to be counter-programming to what the current status quo of comic book movies was, but they failed to evolve. My number one, I believe, got back to what it should be. We got a costume. We got a performance that was true to the character. We got it as it should be in an R rating manner. We were given side characters who were properly fucking developed and given a real purpose. And I, I, I can't but to help but put Deadpool as my number one. I get it. I get it. I'm not going to hate on it. They've done so many parts, even the part of T's in the X-Men. Where it's like, what? Or was it X-Men 2 that done it? With the part, I can't remember, Deadpool 2. What are the two? Deadpool 2, where they're all there in the room and just go, close the door. So good. There was, there was that one, but there was no. I think it's it's Deadpool one where he goes. It's like the studio was too cheap to pay for the other characters or something. Why is it only you two? That's yeah, <laughs> so good. It's those little lines there. But again, bro, the moment the film opened, the credits produced by the studio that didn't have the foresight to see the potential, directed by some douchebag who needed to be told what to do, starring some guy who thinks he's funny but he's not. It's like. They the played it. You are with one of the longest established studios in the world, and you have been greenlit to take the piss out of yourself and just calm the mellow and calm the fuck down a bit. Wonderful. The fact that you've got really good lines in there, like, don't make the suit green, we're animated. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you've got a really, really touching relationship between him and, um, uh, ah, what's her name? Oh, Mar- Marina Baccarin, his girlfriend. Marina Baccarin, thank you. Mamacita. <laughs> Just saying. We got it. Yeah, we yeah, got it. Um, yeah, great relationship. That montage with them, it's like, happy Women's Day, and he's taking it up the arse. I'm like, I lo- everything worked in this film. They're, they're, they're really gross out moments. Now leave. I bet it feels big in this little hand. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, even the... Po- oh, 
Even the post-credit scene, you know, the nod to the head of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You're still here? Shoo. (laughs) For the the sequel, we're bringing in Cable. Shaka shaka. Oh my God. (laughs) They nailed everything in this movie. Now you could, there is certainly an argument to be made that the opening scene, that, 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 yeah, the fucking freeway scene is essentially stretched out far. <laughs> like it makes it up. Stretched out far. Do you remember this was the promo trailer to the- Yeah, 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 yeah. The, essentially, the, the promo trailer was the whole of Act One. Yeah, it's like everything we'd seen for so long. And I, I just felt like, again, I was so. You know, one of maybe it's the way my brain works. I always try to just piece together, even though there, there are flaws in your continuity. I will find that strand of hope, that one yeah. line, spider's web. That will be me joining it together. And I'm like, you're just not on. Okay, you, it's very difficult to honor that bullshit. But I just felt like, well, where are we going with this whole origin? And I, I, I don't know Deadpool's origin enough. For me, that opening, despite the fact that we'd seen the crux of it, which he's get, he gets into a car, gets his hem, head slammed into the seat, going, ow, 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 shoots the driver, and it ends up being a massive crash. There was so much they added to that. Like the way that he's, you know, goes, sniffs the gun smoke and goes, oh, I'm touching myself tonight. Or the way that, that they've got one of the soldiers literally... <laughs> decapitated and plastered to one of the you know motorway boards and colossus shows up and goes did you do this no it wasn't me and the guy sort of goes <laughs> collapses up and, go, and he's like he was already there <laughs> Just, the way he's lying on the ground and then sort of puts his gun between his bollocks and shoots a guy backwards i mean it was so they they gave us what we already saw, but for me, they just expanded it and gave us that little Deadpool edge that even the original, you know, teaser promo was missing. I, I love this film, top to bottom. I love the fact that they're very self-aware that they don't have a budget to work with, and yet they somehow still manage to stretch the, bu- stretch the budget far while completely taking the piss out of themselves. I like the fact that the CG is almost almost purposefully quite bad in this. And I can't, the world will ever talk about Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. He's, he was born to play this character. Nothing I can really argue with. Nothing I can really argue with. Again, I don't know Deadpool's origin, but I just felt like, I I, I just leaned more to an origin that I saw on the other side. And I'm I'm just trying to strand these parts. I'm like, I'm lost. And then it was too, too high of an expectation and it just played me, but I'm not going to say it's a shit film. It just, no, you can't. Certain elements I would have preferred to have seen other hints of comedy, other bit. I don't know. It's just there. It is what it is. You're number one, sir. X2. I understand that that very well. I was torn between this and first class in honesty. I understand that too. (laughs) I just look at Pyro is all kinds of awesome in this film. Alan Cummings, and I'm not knocking Alan Cummings in any way as an actor, but his portrayal of Nightcrawler can Amazing. never be underestimated. And the opening scene of the teleportation to get oh. into the house, oh my days, was that awesome. And I feel like everything that we talked about, the flawlessness of X1, mm. was just amplified here. There were reasons behind everything. Magneto being the world biggest badass when he's locked into it in, he's in a cell that doesn't have Do metal iron in your body oh, when oh he that. Like, yeah. yes 
that was just there's something different about you. What's that? Too much iron, and he just swings the hand, and it's complete control. It was like it was just all of these different elements. I think the only part that really let me down is when I saw like Mystique get shot and she lost her powers. But even that was a redeeming quality at the end when the eye just changes color, and you're like, oh, she's in the powers come back. It was like there was nothing, honestly, nothing I can complain about in this film. I just it was. It gave me the action. It gave me the storyline. It gave me diversity in the characters. It made, I can understand Wolverine stepping up to the plate that he doesn't want to be, but Charles isn't about. We need, you know, everyone else is somewhere else. You need to be the one to make the young guns do something now. It gave every element. Iceman doing his bit. Rogue doing her bit. Even, ah, what was it that point where Rogue has to take the power from Wolverine to recover and shit? Like it just had yeah. every moment to it. Like they 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 upped everything that needed to be. They done. did, they did, and that ending, that fucking ending. Yeah. Which yeah. eventually, as we found out, turned to shit. But it did live but in that did. moment, live in that moment, not knowing the bollocks that was to follow. You know, the oh, world you, lost its you, mind. You've got the blackbird, but this is the thing, it's that there's that moment for those who are like that looks like a bird. Everyone else who's like, oh my God, they're bringing it to Phoenix and you've not failed for two films. It was like, <laughs> 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 what? It's a bird. No, 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 no. It's not a bird. It's a Phoenix. The Phoenix will rise. Like it, it all of the elements were there yeah. and then it fluffed. Like this was the point of saying, this is why we have an X-Men franchise. Okay. Mm. Is the fact that these two films made it something. It went wrong at number three. Then we went forward. They came back with X um, First Class. Then it got a bit shaky. Mm. These were two flawless films. You upped the ante and delivered. I can't hate on it. I'd agree. I strongly, strongly, strongly agree with that. Right. Rushmore time. So we need to definitely pick one from each kind of franchise, I guess, at least. No? Okay, do we agree that X2 is in the first trilogy? Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Be silly not we also agree that First Class surpasses the other three films that came after it. I would wholeheartedly agree with that statement. <laughs> okay. We may have a slight... I, I don't know. How does the land lie for you? You obviously will go more Deadpool than Deadpool 2, which... Of course I will. I... <sighs> I can't put it this way. As much as I'd like to swing the bat, two, I haven't watched both of them recently enough to do it, and two, the world is going to agree with you anyway. <laughs> so. well, yeah. Okay, so for the third one. So we've got X2, we've got First Class, we've got Deadpool, and then it's out of the Wolverine movies. Now, essentially... have to pick Logan, I guess, but... It's just because you hate Wolverine so badly. But I think the world agrees with you on that as well. I'm not going to do the Wolverine. Yeah, it would have to be Logan. Pretty easy. Yeah, well, it's not. I mean, as I said, the Deadpool part would have been the biggest fight, and that's just not going to happen. So, <laughs> look, they've both got fucking redeeming qualities. Don't get me wrong. They've got, both got mega redeeming qualities. Deadpool 2, much like X2, you can definitely argue up the ante, like big time you know brought in people like cable we got to see juggernaut they up the comedy level but you, you can't turn away from from deadpool one sorry i just have to do this as well yeah i don't know if it was deadpool 
I think it was Deadpool 2. Can I just say, best bit of marketing was to put that advert at the beginning of Logan. Yes. Because, <sighs> <laughs> boy, did you get me. Boy, did you get me with that one. Yeah, okay. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of X-Men movies under the Fox banner. Rest in peace. In no particular order is... X-Men Origins First Class. Our second entry is... X2. Our third entry is... Deadpool. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of X-Men movies under the Fox banner is... Logan. You see, Fox, it wasn't that hard. Continuity. i done that in the timeline. They start. They evolve. Uh, Deadpool's on there. For, Logan for, does. For all the shots we're taking at Fox, they, they have made the most one of the most important comic book movies of all time they've known when to up the ante they've known when to laugh at themselves they've made some tremendous mistakes which really can't be forgiven but they have also given us three or four cracking films do you know what hurts and me yeah, it's, on, it's almost bittersweet isn't it to say that this is the end of it it is it is it is and the way it ended as well dark phoenix was not the way it deserved to end no not Hopefully for the new mutants is good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Because the way it started, let's be honest, the way X-Men started gave us all hope. Oh yeah. We all left the cinema kind of disappointed at Dark Phoenix. So yeah. let's as you said, let's hope New Mutants delivers. I actually feel bad on this one because I do believe you might just win the Twitter poll. I do believe Deadpool might just landslide this bitch. Logan's gonna take it, mate. Watch. Okay, guys. Neither of us are winning this one. Logan's gonna win this one. What is this? What is this winning that's happened? Us, the Silver Screen dudes, AJ and Nickham, have decided the quintessential top four films you have to see in an X Men universe. It is now on you to decide what is the number one movie. How do you do that? You will take a vote. That is either by visiting our Twitter page at Movie Empty Rushmore or our partners in this partners in crime. I'll call it at Movie Polls for you, who are what the name says on the tin and <laughs> they put movie polls out and last week our topic was christopher nolan movies in honor of the release of tenet excluding, which I'm still to see. excluding the dark knight trilogy well played sir ooh, 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 ooh. also want to put out there my former assistant manager she's no longer with the company well i don't even know well i am for now abby just want to put a quick shout out she actually saw tenet and I quote, was slightly underwhelmed by the film and had difficulty hearing. I need to get deeper into that with her, but Abby, we will talk. But yeah, that is what she said to me about Tenet. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's a Nolan movie. It needs to be seen in the cinema. Yeah, this is the one. Quite underwhelmed and couldn't hear a damn thing. That's what she said to me. <laughs> Maybe very unlike Nolan to get something like sound mixing wrong. But I know, I know. Maybe it was the cinema she was in. I have no idea. Um, right. Okay. So we had a bit of a, a debate last week because I was insistent that Memento should have been in there instead of what your number one was, but obviously it was your number one. So you fought for it, understandably. Um, so let me just read out what the, the four entries were and then read out some of the comments. 
So the four entries we had were Dunkirk, The Prestige, Inception, Interstellar. um, And I did say that we were going to have a very, very... Remember I said this, we were going to have a very tight race. All of the movies are only going to be separated by a Mm -hmm. percent or two. Basically, that's kind of what happened. Um, But before I go into that, the... Some of the comments. So Stephen Lawrence at Asekiel, Asekiel, I'll get my English right in a minute, at Acklite said, Memento is his finest film. Okay. Um, the movie dude wrote, this should be no contest, to which I answered, well, don't leave us in suspense. Who should the winner be? Never got an answer. So thanks at the movie dude. Um, Maria Emma at Maria Emma 16 said the prestige it's like Batman versus Wolverine I'm like ha played always said that I love that one Alfred in the, on the other side which was always weird yeah. and Black Widow floating around <laughs> <laughs> just Joe at the Fiendster who comments every week said they're all great but I think the prestige is special it may not have the spectacle of the other three but it has an alluring story told with an intricacy you'd expect from christopher nolan and great performances all around love it and very nice bit of film critiquing there just joe george anderson at jukebox geo said prestige is always tops for me with nolan's films great choice just like to take a side note here aj and remind you that you said the prestige might take a hit in this poll i know um yeah know. it's on radio i've got it um v at Vince Corvaya said, a Nolan poll without Memento is like a day without sunshine. Of course, I had to answer to this. I said, well, it's fitting that we're, we're UK-based and hardly get sunshine then. <laughs> played, played, well played. Um, Passi Vitala, at Passi Vitala said, Inception, too sweet. Um, Chris Trengrove. Um, <laughs> Chris Trengrove always likes to, always likes to, take shots at us but you you have the option to do that chris he said you omitted memento dot 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 i answered we did (laughs) chris trengrove says why and then we love movies jumps in and says listen to their podcast and all will be explained (laughs) we love movies (laughs) officer jimmy said the answer is memento to which i said okay and now let's take memento off the table and focus on the four presented which would you pick to which he said the Prestige. I'm like, that wasn't so hard, was it? <laughs> <laughs> and then we go. The, I believe that's all of the comments. Yeah. Oh, no, we got more hits. Show more replies. Just want to give everyone their due. This is weird. I've got movie science just sharing. I'll, I'll show it to you. What can literally only be described as the spreadsheet to end all spreadsheets going with a comment, top 500 movie list by dot, dot by t.me. Text me if you want this. And I answered, it seems too long. <laughs> Polite. Top 50, top 100, top 10, top 5, top 20. I can roll with all those. Top 500. Now we're getting too obscure. To be fair, if we got someone to listen to 50 episodes of us, we're in there. Oh, AJ, Dunkirk, The Prestige, Inception, Interstellar. Would you like to take a stab at who came bottom? Interstellar. Nope. Dunkirk, would it? Dunkirk, 18%. Bastards. Okay. 
I, I kind of saw that one coming, mate. I have a feeling had Memento been in there, the poll would have been even closer. Okay, okay. Number three? Interstellar. Nope. It was until literally, until literally three hours before the poll closed. What was... We have... Oh, prestige, I, I, Inception, Interstellar. Inception? Nope. The Prestige came in at number three. With all the fucking love that came in. Okay, fair enough. It was leading for the longest time. It was leading for the longest time. So the prestige came in at number three with 22%. And the difference between number three and number two is only 1%. Their number two is? I keep hating on this film. Interstellar? Yep, 23%. And Inception finished number one. It was the only one that got into the 30s. I do maintain, had we put Memento in, they would have all been in the 20%, I feel. Um... But Inception came in first with 37%. Mm-hmm. Voila. Congratulations. Awesome movie. Awesome cast. Can't really hate. <laughs> Not that any of them were shit. Not that any of them were shit. But, um, oh, man, Dunkirk really took a battering. Kind of hurt. People were very torn on it, mate. I love it. I'm with you. I see the mastery behind it. And I've never seen a director play with elasticity of time like he did. Like, it was, I mm-hmm. think it's genius. Genius. Um, but that's us. That's the poll. Is it? We've already hit two hours like we usually do. God damn it. 36. I was about to say we lied. We lied. But okay, guys, just want to put a quick thank you out there. Um, all the subscribers, tell a friend to tell a friend. Keep sharing, keep sharing, keep listening, keep subscribing, keep passing on the word again. We are, we're just trying to get it out there. Please do follow us at Silver Screen Dudes on Instagram and Facebook. We are currently voting for the best Batman. I have to put a poll up there. Didn't get a chance to do it yesterday. <laughs> Celebrate my nephew's birthday. Leave me alone. Um, on top of that, at Movie MT Rushmore, where you can vote for the greatest X Men movie and all other news and a bit of Trump hate, courtesy of not myself, but Nicola. Not that I'm going to get, I'm not talking politics right now. I don't have the time. And obviously, please do check out www.silverscreendudes where you can find out everything we are up to. Nico, would you like to talk M-O-W? M-O-W, a.k.a. Ministry of Wrestling, is the Silver Screen Dudes' other popular podcast, which has grown from in about 21 episodes from four followers to 1,300 followers. Hashtag blessed, hashtag YOLO. Yeah. Um, movie, sorry, not the movie, Mount Rushmore. The Ministry of Wrestling is our weekly Saturday podcast, uh, releasing every Saturday evening, recorded every Saturday morning where we talk about all the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling not just wwe also AEW. touch on a little bit of all the oh, indie circuit we talk pay-per-views but it's obviously mostly wwe and AEW. um some hot opinion pieces some pay-per-view previews and predictions some pay-per-view reviews and roundups we touch it all and you can find that on all podcast platforms the same as the one you're listening to this podcast platform on we are there you can follow the uh, Ministry of Wrestling at MOW News on Twitter and at Ministry of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. That's the one. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Do get vote in at Movie Pulse for You and at Movie MT Rushmore. And until next week, I am the one AJ Anthony Jordan. Follow the Red Rabbit. I am Nicole Leroux. See ya. See ya.